Right, Psalms chapter number one, Psalms chapter number one, and we'll continue tonight uh, through this chapter, and uh, we want to be ready uh, as we continue to see what the Lord has for us, and uh, what a great report from Operation Light um, as far as how God works. It's a good illustration of that song we just heard. Uh, we would sent that money over there because they had a piece of property, showed up to buy it, and Lady said, I'm not selling it. And uh, I remember telling uh, Brother Ruck when, when he was over there, I said, don't worry, just don't panic over it. I'd rather find the right property than buy the wrong one. And uh, now the way the Lord works, now possibly all three properties, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a great thing. <clears throat> Continue to pray for those uh, ministries. Pray uh, for that brother who, uh, it's Brother Adu that's starting this month, right? Amoeth that's starting uh, this uh, month, and uh, pray for him. As Brother Cruz mentioned, he just lost his sister and his dad. Uh, but starting a brand new church is isn't an easy task. Easy task, and uh, he's going to face opposition for sure. So continue to pray uh, for those men as they continue to labor for the Lord. Psalms one, and I'll read the entire chapter again, and I will begin with verse number one. Blessed is the man. Uh, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the sea of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Uh, we have been so far through verse number 1 and verse number 2. And tonight we're going to focus on verse number 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And he shall be who? The blessed man. We see it in verse number one. Blessed is the man. And so we've been talking about the blessed man in Psalms chapter number one. We uh, first talked about the progression uh, that must be avoided. And then uh, last week we dealt with the delight of the blessed man. And then tonight we're going to deal with the benefit of the blessed man. The benefit of the blessed man. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll help us during our time of study this evening. May the Word of God be real to us. May it be alive. May we be attentive to the Holy Spirit as He teaches us. May we incorporate these truths into our lives so that we might be better servants of yours. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The blessed man, a man that is blessed, a man that walks in the favor of the Lord. This is not a man that... Uh, is blessed by the way the world says that he is blessed. As you know, uh, the world has different definitions than God has. And it's just good for me to mention and remind all of us that we constantly have to be defining things how God defines things. And uh, let me just throw, go ahead and throw this out there. If the only, your only source of information comes from the world and you're never consulting the Word of God, don't be surprised when your definitions meet up, align themselves with the world and not with God's. That's why you've got to constantly be in the Word of God. Blessed is the man uh, that walketh not. We talked about that progression to avoid. Right out of the gate, if you want to be a blessed man, you want to walk in the favor of the Lord. 
I want to walk in the favor of the Lord. I'm assuming everybody here wants to walk in the favor of the Lord. So we are instructed of things to avoid, things to stay away from. We've seen that. Uh, the, the certain groups of people. Uh, it, you would think that when we would see this in Scripture that we would actually say, okay, I'm going to apply that. Uh, who fits in this definition? Uh, we'll be less uh, interested in uh, possibly hurting somebody's feelings, but more interested in, am I going to protect myself? And I'm not saying you walk around just to hurt people's feelings, but we're too, too concerned about everybody else and not keeping ourselves in a spiritually good place. So that's something that we have to keep in mind. Then last week we talked about, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. The Bible tells us the delight of the blessed man. Don't you think a Christian will be happy? I think so. Uh, a few of you, you know, you might want to get on board with that before church is over, but I think a Christian ought to be happy. And what is his delight? It's the law of the Lord. It's the word of God. Uh, and that's it. I use this as an illustration. It's like people listen. I just don't understand why they do. You know, I like the way I live. I like uh, being in the Word of God. I like church. All right. All eight of us, we like church. No, what, what, what is the delight? It's the law of the Lord. It's the law. That's the delight. So we have seen the progression to avoid. That was verse number one. We've learned some things about the delight of the blessed man. It's the law of the Lord. It's the word of God. Scripture says, verse 2, And in his law doth he, his light is in the law. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. It's just his way of life. It's his way of thinking. That's his delight. How can I please God with my life? Well, we obey the word of God. You want to please God? Obey the word of God. That's how you're blessed. That's your delight. That brings us to verse number 3. And we're going to look at the benefits of the blessed man. Now, before we jump into this, let me just uh, uh, say this. It, sh it is enough for God to say you can be blessed. You can be that blessed man. You can live in my favor by just avoiding. You would think that all Christians would say, it's settled. I can be blessed by God. I need to avoid uh, that I'm not going to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm not going to stand in the way of sinners. I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. The creator of all things, a holy and a righteous God, says he will bless me. I can live every day in his favor no matter what trial comes, no matter what difficulty comes. I can still be in the favor of God. But I just got to avoid. I'm avoiding. And, and honestly, there would be enough if Psalms chapter 1 was just one verse. Blessed is the man, I can be blessed. I have to avoid some things. I really don't have to read any further than that. That would be enough. Are you following me? We find in verse number 2, we find his delight. Now God is giving us a, more of a picture. The delight of the blessed man. The blessed man starting to fit, putting two and two together, if you will. He's starting to connect the dots. I've avoided the wrong people. I've stayed away from their counsel. I've stayed away from their lifestyle. And I am living in the favor of God. I'm enjoying living in the favor of God. I, it, it's enjoyable. And the more I get into the Word of God, the more I found out about myself, the more I found out ways that I can please Him and live in His favor. It's my delight. I'm excited to learn more. You could put a period in, and you could end the chapter in, in verse number two, and you've got enough. 
to understand I want to be blessed. Because the ungodly counsel is going to take you a certain way. The uh, way of the sinners is going to take you a certain way. The sea of the scornful is going to take you a certain way. And if I just have to live in the word of God, it'll be like, I'll do that. But God continues to say that, let me give you some more information. It is enough for me as a holy God to say, don't go that way. Shouldn't that be enough for all of us? It's enough for a holy God to say, hey, oh, you're gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna open some things up to you so you understand. When, when you get in the law of the Lord, you're gonna delight in that. You're gonna realize how much peace it brings you. You're gonna realize how much joy it brings you. But God continues as God does. God is better to us than beyond, but sometimes we even take the, the point to, to realize. You're gonna be blessed. He says, now let me just share some benefits with you. Of the blessed man. I want to be, I understand that if I just stay away from the wrong places, that's blessed. I can stand here and it's, it's, no, and it's no boasting of my own, but I can stand here and tell you, I don't know what it's like to be hungover. I have no idea. And let me just enter a word of caution for you parents who have kids who, who they, they're going to grow up without that. Don't put television in front of them where they make fun of that and they make that funny. Some of you know it's not funny. I said that, that's a whole other Bible study, but it's good for you to listen, pay attention to. Um, I don't know what it's like. So I can put two and two together. Hey, can, uh, young people, you hear me behind me and out there? I don't know what it's like. I, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I can look, my wife sits right back there, this, this, this June, we'll be married 24 years. She's a lucky woman. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my Bible study, I just thought I would point that out. There are blessings for just avoiding the wrong things. Everybody's heard, wrong place, wrong time? Which, common sense says, don't be in the wrong place at the wrong time and don't be at that intersection. Um, the point I'm making is you avoid certain things, there's a lot of blessings in that. But then God says, you're going to have to find some delight. And now in verse number three, he says, I'm going to show you some benefits as well. His delight is good enough. Avoiding, there's, benefit, there, there's blessings of that. But now we're going to see the benefits Notice what the Bible says. Everybody still with me? And he shall be like a tree. I thought about having somebody come up here for an illustration. I don't need an illustration, but just to be the tree. Have them stand up here uh, with their arms outstretched and be the tree. For the French, you all right with that? Okay. Uh, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, all of us can look at that and we can make, we, we, we can logic and make some application with that. Because we know enough about trees. It's those things outside with the leaves on them. Okay. The Bible says a benefit is he's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. See, the, the, the blessed man receives the benefit that a tree receives that has been planted by the rivers of water. Uh, obviously, by the rivers of water is the best place for a tree to be planted. Uh, there's some other application there that I don't have time to go into, but the trees planted on the banks by the rivers of water were planted in the most 
fertile soil. Uh, if, if you're not a botanist, which I'm not, uh, it's better for a tree to be planted on the banks of a river than in the desert. It, it's the most fertile soil. They receive the benefit of its roots being refreshed by the water. There's never an issue if are they going to get that water which is needed to sustain it. You didn't know you were getting quite an education tonight. Okay, but likewise, the blessed man is refreshed by the living water of the Word of God. And so he is tapping into. A tree is not going to grow without water. A tree will die without water. So the best place for a tree to be is on the banks by the water. That's the fertile soil. So what God is saying, he said, oh, the blessed man, you stay away from some things and you'll be a blessed man. You can live in my favor. You'll start to delight in the law of the Lord. You'll get excited when the preacher preaches something and you get convicted about it. Man, I got to stop or I got to start. You find delight when you look and you say, oh, oh I've discovered something else about my God. I've, 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 I've had some truths to hold on to. But that's, you, you delight in that. God says, I'm going to give you some benefits. And he shall be like a tree planted. Why? Because he's in the law of the Lord. He's refreshed by the living water of the word of God. That law of the Lord. We're delighting in the law of the Lord. Now we're planted like a tree by the rivers of water. See, the sap of the tree imparts life from the roots to the trunk to the branches, but also to the remote leaf and twig. That water is the source that brings life from the roots to the very tip top of the tree. From the outermost leaf, it gets everything gets its strength, its source of life from the same place. So also does the word of God pervade the whole life of the blessed man. Get the analogy. Shall be planted like a tree. That water is always going to have, that tree is going to always have that source of life. It is going to flourish in the whole tree. Every leaf on that tree is getting it. Every branch is getting it. The whole tree is getting it. You, can't, you cannot look at a tree that, that, is, that is healthy and is planted there and is getting all that it needs and say, wow, look at how large that tree is. Look at how green and how full it is. And likewise in the life of a Christian, if you're planted in the law of the Lord, there's not a part of your life that it will not be evident. There's not a part of your life that it will not show. If you're planted in the law of the Lord, it'll go home with you. It'll be evident in your marriage. It'll be evident in, in, in your child rearing. It'll be evident in your, in your work habits. It'll be evident in your relationships. It'll be evident in your witness. It'll be evident in your time with the Lord when you're planted like that tree in that fertile soil. You are constantly tapped into the living water, the life of the Word of God, the law of the Lord. That's why it is important to stay away from the wrong things. 
Because somebody who's living in the world is not going to live in the Bible. It's an impossibility. That's why it's important to stay away so you can be blessed. Then we delight in the law of the Lord. What do we delight in? The truths of the word of God. We get planted in that. We get tapped into that fertile soil. And everything in our life begins to change. That's why the greatest thing that you can do for a new Christian, somebody who's been saved or maybe never grown, is get them in a Bible preaching church, the Emmanuel Baptist Church, put a Bible, King James Bible in their hand, have them start reading. You say, what kind of discipleship program do you do? I tell them to get here Sunday morning for Sunday school, Sunday morning for church, come back on Sunday night, come back on Wednesday night, just read your Bible every day. Well, what else should I do? Just do that. Trust me. Trust me. And they will begin to grow, and it'll, that, it, it happens, and some of you could testify to it. Pastor, I, I, I just got saved, and I want to get my life straight, or I, I've been saved, and I just, I, I want to get my life, I want to grow as a Christian, I want to get my life straightened out, and I have all of these areas I need help in. You follow that for me, it's amazing. Begin to change in all these areas you, you need to help in. Because you're tapped into the water. And that water is not the only thing that gives the, it, it is what gives the trunk life. But the branches don't have to get a life source from another source. It's the same place. The leaves get their life from the same place. Everything about the Christian gets his life from the Word of God. So now we're getting an understanding, we're getting an idea of how we're going to be blessed. We're going to be blessed because we don't have the scars that come from following the counsel of the ungodly. Are you hearing me? We're going to be blessed because we haven't been hanging out with the sinners, those who embrace that simple lifestyle, don't want to get, I know it's a sin, I like it. But stay away from that. A lot of times we say, well, God's chastising, God's not chastising, it's just the results of the sin. A lot of times God just steps back and the sin will do it to you. So uh, it's blessed. You're blessed by just not having to deal with that. And you singles, remember that. Remember that. They're, they're not, not sitting, you stay away from that seat of the scornful. The Bible is very clear on how God treated, how a scorner is to be treated. God has to deal with them. There's blessings. To just stand away from that. Then you get in the Word of God and begin to change. And all of a sudden, you're more pleasant than you used to be. You get along when you didn't get along. You, you begin to grow in areas, things that you had a hard time getting over. You're now getting over them. That's because you're tapped into the Word of God. Like a tree, the Bible says. So the Bible changes everything. Its blessedness does not depend... Notice this, when he says, like a tree. It's blessed. Remember when he said, blessed is the man, it's any man? Any man who wants to be blessed by God can be blessed by God. Old, young, talented, untalented. You can put all the qualifiers on them you want to put on them. Blessed is the man. God's not a respecter of persons. Just like Jesus died for all men, God will bless all men who want his blessings. But let me just remind you, as a, on a practical note, its blessedness does not depend on the kind of tree it is. All trees planted 
on the shore by the life force of water, the life source of water are going to flourish. It's not just a specific kind of tree. Any kind of tree. And in, I mean, you know what that tells me? That means any Christian who will get planted in the Word of God, quit going the places you used to go, quit doing the things you used to do, and get in the Word of God and watch how you change. It'll happen. It'll happen so much, people look at you and like, ah, you've been losing weight? No, that's not it. What, what's different about you? Because you're tapping into the water and it's coming in the roots, it's in the trunk, it's going to the branches, it's going into the leaves. It's different. And any tree planted by the rivers of the water is going to flourish. It doesn't matter what kind of tree you are. I almost said some were skinny pines, and some well, I'm not going to go there. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of tree you are. You get planted, and you're going to flourish. You get planted, and you're going to grow. See, it's not the tree, but the planting in the place that constitutes the blessing. You can take the hardiest kind of tree there is. You can take, but if it's not planted in the source that gives life, it will die. It's not the kind of tree, it's where it's planted. It's the place it's planted that gives its life. That's where the blessing comes from. Let me say this to, to some of you. Quit trying to change what kind of tree you are and just get planted. Psychology Today says, we get to change this and this and this. No, no, no. Take all those books and throw them in the garbage. Plant yourself in the Word of God and you'll change. It doesn't matter what kind of tree you are. It doesn't matter what, what kind of background you come from. You get planted by the rivers of water and those roots are constantly in that source of life. It will change you. Well, I've got a pastor before I get plugged in. I've got to change this and this and this. A lot of people say that sincerely because at least they still have an awe of God's church. They have an awe of spiritual things. Some use it as an excuse. It's not, all of it's an excuse, but you know what I mean by this. Well, if I do get this right and this, I don't want the roof to fall in on me. I'm like, trust me, you ought to see who's there. If it hasn't fallen in, it's not falling in. But this is, this, is, this is what we're missing from the Scripture. You get plugged in, it'll all change. It'll all change. That's why sometimes it's like, Pastor, I don't know why you're concerned about me. It's, it's easy. Your leaves are drying up. Your branches have become brittle. Why is it? Because you're not tapping into that source that every child of God needs. Get planted. If you're not planted in the Word of God, get planted. It'll, I'm having a struggle with this and this and this. Get in the Word of God. Like a tree. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Everybody good? Everybody with me? All right. The tree does not plant itself. And it does not fight the one planting it. 
So what's the point of that? mentioning that, Pastor? See, by being wholly surrendered, that's the side of a blessed man. You say, well, I understand what you're describing. I just don't know if it could happen to me. If you would completely surrender, God could take you and plant you. How silly to imagine our mind tonight, uh, somebody who wants to plant a tree by, by the best place a tree can be planted, by the water source. And to fight the one trying to plant it. I mean, it's hard to even imagine that. It's a pretty wild scene in my head right now, but it's, it's, it's hard to imagine a tree fighting being planted. That's what a lot of Christians do. God says, I'll, yeah, I'll give you, I'll change you. I'll, well, I just don't know if that's, that's right for No, get planted. Be wholly surrendered. We can go back to Romans chapter number 12 and talk about how important that is. It's a theme you see over and over and over in the Bible. Surrender to God. Surrender to God. Surrender to God. You know what it's going to take? It's going to take surrender for you not to walk in the counsel of this world. It's going to take surrender for you not to hang out in the way of sinners. It's going to take surrender for you not to progress to the seat of the scornful. i got to stay away from that. Well, it's, it's lonely. I'd rather be alone and planted by the rivers of water than the multitude of scorners, those who have embraced wickedness, have no interest in the things of God. Let's progress in the verse. We see another benefit. That's a benefit, being planted by the tree, knowing that you'll always have what you need. Always have what you need. Because you're there by the rivers of water. You're there by that life source. It's the, it's the most fertile ground. Notice what the verse still said, says. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Again, God is so good, that'd be enough, wouldn't it? Always know we're going to live. Always know we're going to be able to be sustained. But he says, not only by the rivers of water, it's going to be the kind of tree that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Now, just like in the previous point, there's much that I could bear out here, but uh, we don't have time. That bringing forth his fruit in his season. See, the blessed man is a fruit-bearing man. God intends for every child of his to bear fruit. Uh, the Christian life is to be a fruit-bearing one. Uh, the blessed man is a fruit-bearing man. Uh, see, the natural result of the tree that's planted by the rivers of water is to flourish and yield fruit. I don't have time, but really, in a historical context, you go back to the kind of trees that, that, that this would have been referred to and planted in. They didn't have the irrigation systems that we have, so a, a stream or a river would come out and they would divide it to get it to where it needs to go. And in those forks is where they would plant their orchards because you have water source all around by the rivers, planted by the rivers of water. And so they would plant th them in that source. And so we're more than likely talking about fruit trees here. They bear fruit because they're healthy. Because that's what they are designed to do. That, that a, fruit, a, a, a Christian that bears fruit is a healthy Christian. See, a lot of times we say, well, there's no fruit, there's no, root, there's no, no salvation. That, that, that could be true, but it could also be that they're not planted in, in the Word of God where they can grow and they could flourish. 
See, here, here's a simple thought for all of us as Christians to understand. And Psalms 1 is a good chapter for it. I know I keep referring to all the teenagers sitting behind me, uh, young people. It's, a, it's good for all of us, but it's especially good for the, that age group. As we make decisions of what I'm going to do with my life, you realize there's no fruit from walking in the counsel of the ungodly other than destruction. Well, I'm a Christian. I can do that. Well, you can't, if you're saved, you're always saved, but you're supposed to be bearing fruit. There's no fruit for standing in the way of sinners. There's no fruit for set, setting in the seat of the scornful. Don't you as a child of God want to bear some fruit for the Lord? Your life to flourish for Him? Then we've got to plug in to that which sustains us so we can be healthy and bear fruit. We've got to make the right goal the right goal. The goal is not, I want to be successful as the world says successful. I want to be blessed as God says He'll bless. I can live in the favor of God. You know, if you, if you have the favor of God, you don't have to have a lot of money in your bank account. I'm not, a, I'm not against you having a lot of money in your bank account, as long as you're putting 10% of it minimum in the offering plate. But you understand the point I'm making. You don't have to have, listen very carefully to me. You don't have to have a clean bill of health. You, you can have disease in your body and still thrive as a Christian and, and live in the favor of God. You can live better than a healthy Christian. You can be happier than a healthy Christian that's not planted by the rivers of water. You can have your needs met in a greater way than somebody who gives their life to just this, we're making money, I want to make all Some say, well, I'm going to be faithful to the things of God. I'm going to be in the house of God. I'm going to give to the things of God. I'm going to give as He's instructed me to do. And God can bless you. Why? Because you live in His favor. There's something about living in the favor. That's a blessed man. So I can stay away from things. I get in the Word of God. I get planted in that Word of God. Then it is a life that bears fruit. In His season, there's so much I could say about that. There's several different analogies. I'll just mention them in passing. Different fruit trees have different seasons. And then, is there anything... Not, I mean, when you look at a tree, I like trees with fruit on them better than fruit trees that don't have fruit on them. But they all have their, their, their goal. They all have their role. They all have their cycle, if you will, in their season. Uh, well, we all have our seasons, don't we? And right now, you say, I, I just don't, I'm just, I'm just surviving. I, I thank God that water is as close as it is. Because if it wasn't any, if it was any further away, I don't think I can make it. Maybe you've never said anything like this, Christian, but maybe you, some could, could, could relate to, if I didn't have the Word of God, this truth and the Word of God, I don't think I could get through this. Pastor, I'm not able to do this and this and this and this. Hold on, every fruit tree in his season bears fruit. Just because you're not bearing fruit right now, that don't mean you, build, you, pick, you, you uproot. And just go find another. No, 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 you stay plugged in to, to the life source, the Word of God. 
And in his season, you'll bear fruit. Notice what the Bible says. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. You didn't know we're like a tree, did you? We're like a tree planted, bringing forth fruit. <clears throat> Notice this. His, it gets, God is just such a good God, isn't he? Already, if it ended there, that'd be enough. I, I want to be blessed. I'll live in, in favor. But notice it says, His leaf also shall not wither. A leaf from any species of tree over time will wither and decay. The leaf, we're told, from the tree planted by the rivers of water, the blessed man shall not wither. Uh, we say, what, 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 what's the significance? Here's the parallel. To the tree planted by the rivers of water, planted by the Lord himself, tapped into the word of God, never has the fear falling victim to drought. You see beautiful trees, drought comes, streams dry up, there's no water, they die. Not this tree. Planted by the rivers of water, his leaf also shall not wither. You're never going to have a drought. There's never going to be a day, friend, when you open your Bible and you say, and then the power is just not there. There's never going to come a time in your life you say, well, well, when I was young, I knew I had, I had something to offer the Lord. I had something to do. I, I, I was bearing fruit, and, and now you know, I've, been, I've been planted for a long time, and I don't bear as much fruit as I used to bear. But your leaf's not going to wither because there's never a drought. In seasons, I need to teach on this again coming up to how life is, is, is you go through seasons and you get to that next season in your life, and it's like, well, I, I can't, maybe I can't do the things I used to. There's new challenges in every season you come to. But you're never going to come to one of those seasons of life and say, well, that, the Bible is only powerful in this season. It was only sustaining at this time. It was only, it was only sustaining for that trial. It, 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 I'm out of trial. I mean, I've got too many trials. It, you're nev it's never going to wither. Because the source is never going to dry up. Again, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Young people, singles, listen to me. Uh, the fun out there will dry up. The wisdom will dry up. The friends, once you're just like them, they're gone. They've forsaken you. It's going to dry up. The money will dry up. The happiness, the frivolity will dry up. But there's some saints of God in here who would stand and testify and say, I've lived decade after decade after decade. And I didn't, when I was young, I didn't know that I was going to face this disease. When I was young, I didn't know I was going to face this heartache. But I've been planted by the rivers of water, and there's never been a day. Where the water level hasn't even dropped in this stream. It is always there to sustain me. What a promise. If for no other reason, I want to avoid some things because I want to live in the favor of God. I, I'm really taking this to heart because I don't want to change my eating habits. And so I want to live in God's favor. God can make me healthy. 
in spite of my diet. Um, don't bring things to me like we should still be wise in other areas. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but you get the point I'm making, and now we have the, 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 the light and the word of, word of God. But you realize one day, young man, you're going to be an old man. Young lady, you're going to be an old lady. What, can you call somebody an old lady? I don't know. You're going to be an <laughs> aged woman, like the Bible says. Um, you better think about that. And what's going to sustain you isn't the popularity you seek right now. Boy, I have a promise that no matter what season of life I enter into, no matter what life brings my way, I have a promise from God. How does that leaf at the top of the tree weather, wither, start withering? It's because there's a problem at the source. The water's not getting all the way up. That's why you see a plant. I know we're talking about trees. You see a plant, it's all droopy. You water it in, in, in almost, not quite instantly, but it didn't take very long for everything to be perked up. Why? Because the, the source has gotten. I have a promise that no matter how, 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 what I face, my leaf also shall not wither. The source is always going to sustain me. This world can't promise you that. No man can promise you that. Only the word of God will sustain you like that. His leaf also shall not wither. Uh, you'll never fall victim to drought. You'll, you, the, you always, that tree is always green and flourishing. I'll notice the last part of that verse and we're done. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We have a promise of prosperity, obviously God's definition is guaranteed to us. As long as what? We're planted like that tree. Prosperity is guaranteed to us. See, you will be prosperous if you're, if you're planted in the law of God. And again, it's... Say, well, it just seems like I don't have, I don't have much down here... Pastor, I'm having a hard time reconciling that. Reconciling that. Well, if you really want to be that blessed man and you're really trying to live in the favor of God, you cannot have lived any time like that without laying up something on the other side. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. See, this is where we get short-sighted and we look at these temporal things. We think all our prosperity is on this side of eternity. Now, if you live your life for this side of eternity, you're not going to have much. Well, eternal life's pretty good. But you're not going to have all those rewards. You're not going to have all that thing, all that, the cast at Jesus' feet. But if you're faithful, I'm not going to let the counsel of ungodly Rob me. Remember the definition that we're going to talk, and I'm going to try and squeeze the last three verses in one week. But we'll see. Talk about the ungodly. It's any, we look at, well, it's the wicked. It's, okay, it's true, but we have to look at the definition that God says. Is it's any, ungodly is anything that's not of God. So if it's, a def, if it's a different definition than God gives, it's ungodly. And so I, I'm not going to let that steal 
any joy for me, any peace for me. I don't want to be, accept, I don't want to be accepted in the crowd that says, that we like our sin, we're keeping it, and we don't care what God says. That's His opinion, like their opinion matters. I, I, why? Because that is going to rob something. I want to be. I want to live in His favor. His leaf also shall not wither. I know that. Where, where do where do those where do those who leave the will of God and leave the things of God when they go to the doctor and the word cancer is used? What do they do? Many of us have been in situations like that. What do they do? They're not planted. Their leaves are withering. Their branches are brittle. And But for the sustain, sustaining mercy of God, they would have no hope. Friend, there's enough motivation in these three verses to just say, I want to stay in your favor. That's a promise that no matter what my health brings, I have a promise. My leaf shall not wither. It will get me through. Whatever difficulty I face, it will get me through. Sometimes we look at our child of God that's grown through a great hardship and we say, oh man, I don't know how they got through. If they're honest, they'll tell you, I don't know how either. The only thing I can say is like, it was God. The leaf shall not wither, but whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I believe God allows his children who are plugged into him to prosper in many, in many areas. You know, God allows the health of some Christians to fade. Because as I preached recently, he wants to use them to give glory to him. But I believe there's people in this room, you probably got healed of something. Because you were planted. I believe there's some, you avoided a sickness. Because you were planted. You avoided difficulty. Anybody ever said... I didn't think I was going to get this job, and I got it. God favors us in so many ways, but don't just look on it down here. There, if you're planted and you're bearing fruit, where are you going to see the blessings of that, the prosperity? It's on the other side. Some of you, you've been at this a long time. Think, let this sink in for a little bit. You've been serving God for 20, 30, 40 years. There's going to be people you bump into heaven that you won to Christ four decades ago, and they're not even in their recollections anymore. And you're going to be like, I forgot all about you. Plan on preaching Sunday morning for the Lord, don't change my mind. About some of those benefits and things that we get to see along the way. Things we don't, we, 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 what is it, this prosperity of God? Oh, so what are we supposed to do? Get planted. 
That's why it all comes down to, you, you know, it, it, was, it was a joke for forever. I don't know if it still is with, with teenagers. You know, if you're, the first thing they're going to ask if you're having a bad attitude, are you reading your Bible? So you go in there and you read three verses. Yes, I'm reading your Bible. And they're like, you're a liar. Because your attitude would be different. I don't have a supernatural gift. I, I believe I have discernment from, from the Holy Spirit. But sometimes it's not even discernment. It's just knowing the Bible well enough to know is like, okay, if they're not tapped in, it's going to wither. And that's why sometimes I don't say it like this. If I'm saying, you need to get tapped back in to the law of the Lord. You don't, we don't think, I don't know why I'm just getting stuck on that. We don't think about those days down the line where we're going to be in a desperate time. We're going to be in a desperate way. And we have the promise of God, your leaf shall not wither, meaning the source is never going to dry up. Never going to be a drought. The word of God will always sustain us. Father, help us to be.